0: In this podcast, we have conversations about personal experiences with loss, grief, and unexplained spiritual encounters.
1: Whether it's a dream, a visit, a vision, or a newfound life after loss, we believe life and love never dies.
0: This is Surviving Death and Dying with Trisha and Misty.
1: Welcome everyone. Today, we want to talk about the loss of a pet. I recently had to put my dog Tito down and I wanted to share this experience
0: with you. Yeah. Losing a pet is like losing a family member, Trisha, And people who don't have pets don't realize how difficult it is to lose a fur baby. So I think that's a great topic.
1: Yeah. And right after that, I came home and I felt i had to do something to help let things go so i did a video journal just to help me let my feelings out and this is just before we started our podcast so it wasn't great quality i didn't have a good mic we would have liked to share it share it with you but it's not the best quality
0: No, but that was, you know, that's a great idea because it's good to journal. And even if it's a recording, getting your feelings out, I think it's great that you did that because you documented what your thoughts and feelings were and you allowed me to listen to that. I appreciate that. And when in your recording, you read a quote by Tori Amos that you found very comforting and you shared that. And I think it would help others. Uh, Trisha, do you have that available that you could read for our listeners? Yes, of course.
1: Healing takes courage and we all have courage, even if we have to dig to find it. That was just something that hit home because it takes courage to actually realize what you're going through and that you are feeling that grief and to let other people know, tell people what you're feeling. That takes a lot of courage to do.
0: It does. And it, you know, and that's one of the things I think it's important to have this topic is to validate that pets to a family are another family member and people need to recognize that. And the people going through it, who've had that loss need to accept it. And like you're saying, have that courage to face it. And when someone who has a pet doesn't have Their own children, their pets are their children. And that's just really how it is. It's true, it's valid. They are like your child. And I think Tito was pretty important to you, but not only your fur baby. I mean, how long had you had Tito?
1: Well, yes. He was the first pet that I considered my own. I had him for over 14 years. So it was like he was a teenager if you were looking at human years, (laughs) but he gave me comfort. He was there. He would give me kisses and just make me feel better. He knew when I was down and needed that extra little love or just cuddle
0: up next to you just, you know, to help you feel like you're not alone. It is interesting, you know each person and their different stage in life or their age, the pet can mean different things. Like with a kid, it may be the first thing they've ever taken care of. And it may be their first experience with grief where an older person or a senior citizen. Now that's all they have to, to love and care for. And once they lose the pet, now they're, they're more alone. And then there's everything in between there's families and there are singles. Exactly.
1: If you take that bond that you have with your pet, it's just so difficult to go and say to this person, Oh, why don't you go get another pet now?
0: Yeah, that's just really insensitive. And someone said that to you, didn't they? Yes.
1: And I lost one of my other dogs. They tell me, Well, it's just a dog. You can go get another one. That is so
0: insensitive.
1: I looked at that person and said, are you kidding me right now? If you had to take, say your daughter and she was sick or dealing with something like that, would you just say, oh, she's just my kid. Go get another kid. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't replace that. No, you just have to let yourself grieve through that. And maybe in time, and if you feel like you could get another pet, it just, it will take time before you feel comfortable
0: to go get another dog or cat or whatever it might be for those people out there before they you know who don't know or understand how much it hurts to lose a pet just take a beat and a moment to recognize that maybe you don't understand the relationship that someone can have with their pet and be a little more sensitive and pathetic and and nice yeah for me cuz i'm single they are my kids i do have other
1: dogs so i was blessed to have other dogs as well they're your life. You can't just leave them either in the house by themselves for days. You can't, it's just like your kids. You can't leave them by themselves. Right. But
0: you just said, like you have other dogs and yet Tito has a special place in your heart and- Tito, as you mentioned, was really what you considered to be your first pet. Exactly. It was a very odd situation on
1: how I did get him. It was through a friend who wasn't able to keep him in his apartment and was going to have to give him to somebody. And he found uh, me and he knew I loved dogs. And he said, do you want him? And I was lucky he decided to give me Tito. So He was just my heart and my soul. He was always there for me. They know exactly what you're feeling, even without saying it like you would to a person. When they're there, you can, they're like your therapist, to be honest with you. Right. Uh, Because. Your therapy dog. Yes, they are. Because you, when you're sad or going through something, you can talk to them and they don't talk back. (laughs) They listen. Yeah. They
0: listen to you. (laughs) They're like, they tilt their heads. (laughs) Like, huh? Are you like. They're there. They don't go away. They've returned that unconditional love that someone really needs. And they all have their own unique personality.
1: Exactly. And they have no judgment. Like people can give you judgment, right? Because you might be feeling a different way than what people think you should be feeling. And they'll be like, I don't care. I love you. Yep. Yeah. they are. They're excited at the door jumping for you waiting. They know when you're going to be coming home. They know like, they're not going to criticize you. And that's why I he had a special place in my heart, because I didn't realize how much of a bond you would build when it is actually you consider it your own instead of like a family pet where everybody in the house you think it's your pet but it's not it's the family's pet and
0: when you're single or you're a senior and you have this pet I think we've actually described the pet as better than people, though. You just, the way they listen and they love you unconditionally and don't criticize you. Exactly. Because you feel better because they don't
1: tell you anything. They might be thinking it in your head, their head, but they're not going to tell you. Right. They know that you need them right then and there. And how long did Tito live or how long was Tito with you? He was with me for 14 years and 10 months. Aww. His birthday is actually coming up. It was He was just two months away from his 15th birthday. Oh. So he did live a great life. Most dogs don't survive that long. So even when I took him to the vet where I had to put him down, they're like, wow, he's had a great long life. And that's because I did tell them. About two years ago, he was diagnosed with severe kidney disease. And that vet said, I don't think he will survive because his numbers were so bad. Oh, wow. At the time when I took him in and they did different testing. And after a couple more te- visits and everything, they said you could do an IV like twice a week for him and told me how much to give him and with doing that fluid and doing some extra little vitamins that they gave us those helped and doing that twice a week and also having to give him an IV yourself
0: it's hard because no, I couldn't imagine I've never had to do that.
1: Yeah, I didn't think I would be able to do it to be honest with you. My sister was with me that day that they said it's either this or you can just wait and see how long he lives without
0: it. So what did you do? Have you been giving him for two years? Did you give him an IV? Yes, I gave him IV twice a week. You do what you have to if you when you
1: love somebody to help them feel better because you could tell the difference after you gave him the medication, how much he felt better after it. It was just night and day. And you thought it would be two months that you would be doing that, but it ended up going two years. I didn't know exactly how long they said it could be weeks. It could be months. Okay, But they didn't think it would be years for him because of what his numbers were. So they just like, okay, then you go do this as long as you want. And then if you get tired of giving him an IV, you can stop at any time and just let him progress on his own where he would pass away on his own.
0: How long do you think prior to you having to put him down this year, did he start to really turn to where you knew all right, now I'm not prolonging his life, but I'm prolonging his death. Because I know that becomes the issue with the question that a lot of people with their fur babies have to face.
1: I noticed, and I was kind of in denial at first when I started seeing him going the other way. He can't stand up to eat his food. He always had to sit down. Just little things that I should have said, you know what, it's time. But I was just I didn't realize because I started seeing him not even wanting to eat his food, but I would help him eat his food as well. So at that point, I should have really said to myself, it's, it's time to let him go, but I still didn't. Right. That was on me. And I know that the day uh, March 27th, I was getting ready to give him his medication. And I looked at him and he was not there. My brother was there. He would help. He helped me with the fluids and I looked to him. I go, it's time, isn't it? And he looked at me and he said, yes, because he was just not Tito. Yeah.
0: I think as a pet owner and I've had to put some pets down myself, I think there is a day, you know, I had a neighbor ask me and they were dealing with their pet close to the end. How do you know when it's time? And you just do. You have several days prior to it where you're not ready or you feel like your pet's not ready. but the the day that and this happens maybe three times in my life, I've had to make this decision and take a pet in. I just knew, but it didn't help that I'd been through it before. Each pet's different. So looking at them and worrying, how are you? And I don't want you to suffer. And when do I do this? So I know it's not too soon or too late. It's not an easy thing. It isn't. I mean, this is my second one of
1: my own that I had to put down because the first one that I had, she had cancer. That one was a little bit easier to see when it was time for her because cancer is just horrible doesn't matter if it's in a human or if it's in a pet, one of your pets she was trying to push it through to let me know yeah I'm good I want to play for her she's like I, like even to the last day she was still running around but I was like she I was like honey no baby no this is not how you want to live she was just pushing it through for me I could tell. And I think Tito was trying to do the same thing, even though he couldn't walk around us to do that. He was trying to be there because he knew how much he meant to me.
0: That's interesting. You can see how much they, they want to hang on for you and be there with you, which I think makes it harder to put them down. And then you feel the guilt, but you know, no matter what you do, how much you love them, how well they're taken care of. The guilt might be there, but it's not going to be your fault. Old age, illness, accidents, they're going to happen no matter what. Exactly. And it's hard not to feel guilty, even
1: if it wasn't your fault. You still feel guilty because you took him to the vet and said, I don't think he's going to make it. And it's his time. And you still feel guilty just to handing him to the vet and saying, it's time to put this one down today. Your brother went with you though, so you weren't by yourself, right? Yeah, he drove me because he knows I wouldn't have been able to drive. Right. So I was able to hold Tito on the way to the vet. I was the only one that did go in and was with him. Some people can handle that and some people can't to see their last breath.
0: And for people who haven't done it before and who do wonder... The best way to think of it is if you've had surgery yourself or ever been put under, it's as simple as that. There's a little prick, but then they are relieved of their pain and they just go to sleep. And like you're saying, everyone's different. I've been one to go be with my pets at that time. And the vets I've had do it have had great bedside manner and have been, you know, they'll wait till you're ready. They kind of tell you what's happening. If someone feels they can do it, I think it's nice for the pet to know you're still there with them and you love them and maybe to even talk to them as they go through it. Yeah. Cause this was where
1: I took Tito was not my normal vet. This experience with this vet was great. She was, she's like, take your time. She would check periodically would come back into the room and say, are you ready? Is it okay? Are you Okay. And she kept on apologizing. And I mean, it's hard for them too to actually have to put an animal to sleep because they're animal lovers. They're gonna feel bad as well because they love animals and they hate seeing these owners having to deal with the loss of their love, their life, basically. I mean, she took her time. She explained, like you said, everything that she's gonna do. And she let me talk to them. So she took her time and let me do it in my own time, which was nice. And I held him tight, still bawling my eyes out and having to wear a mask because it's still COVID and in an office and somebody else is there crying through a mask is not the easiest thing in the world (laughs) because when you took off the mask, it was disgusting. But uh, veterinarians are, are amazing because they know what you're going through and how to help you. They let me take even after he was put to sleep, they even let me hold on to him for a little bit longer and hold him, talk to him even more. And they're like, take your time. There's no rush, which is amazing, because some vets, I mean, yeah, they're pet lovers, and they do, but they don't want to they want to get to that next patient and help them
0: as well. Yeah, you're taking up one of their rooms. Exactly. (laughs) But they don't make you feel that way. That's very nice of them. This office,
1: I I was blessed to find this one last minute and they helped me in that time of need. I want to thank all the veterinarians because they're amazing.
0: And that's a tough thing that they must have to deal with, you know, on a more regular basis than, than we do, but it's probably good to deal with or cope with and, and move on from that. Thinking about the fact that you had Tito, right?
1: Is that something that helped you? There's no doubt how much he helped me in my life. And even now he's helped me to help my other dogs. He basically trained
0: me too. This is interesting. I don't think everyone thinks about either, but when you do lose a pet in your house, your other pets can grieve their loss because now that other partner, friend or companion is no longer there. That's a real thing. Exactly. And his brother, which is Ned,
1: he did feel... Depressed, I could tell, because I had uh, my dog's blanket sitting on the bed next to me at night. He would jump up and lay on that. He normally would never lay on that blanket because he knew it was Tito's. Aww. He knew he was gone, and that was his scent, and he had to be he wanted to be where he was. So he laid where Tito would be near. It was close to the last days. he would be laying on the bed with me on this blanket. And this blanket meant a lot to me as well, because my niece and nephew made it when they were little kids. When I first got them, they go, I have to make a, make a blanket for, for Tito, their little cousin. It's a special blanket that's always going to be Tito's and has Tito's scent on it. He knew it and I knew it was his and wanted to be closer to him. He was moping around as well. You could see that he was just not his normal self. And his barking was not the same. He didn't bark as much. So yeah, dogs, cats, other animals do grieve. It doesn't matter if you're human or not. We all have emotions.
0: And hopefully you are taking steps to cope and and not lose your sense of purpose or ignore your other pets. What do you find yourself doing to move past that? It's only been a month or we come up on two two
1: months now coming on that. On the 27th on his birthday will be two months. It was hard, but the steps that I did take, I just thought of the happy times that I've had with him and how much he helped me. I did have to have that blanket near me too at night for a while, but having another dog, he would also comfort me. So having another pet already is something that helped me work through that because he took over Tito's role. Before he wouldn't cuddle, he would cuddle, but not as much as he does now. So he's taking over that step of, oh, here I am, mommy. Don't, don't worry. I'm here for you when you need it. Uh, He knows when I'm in pain, just not even emotional pain, but physical pain. He knows when I'm in that stage and he'll be right there by me. Well, pets are
0: definitely a, a special part of our family. It is valid to grieve over them and i'm sorry for your loss thank you i feel for you and i hope that you can help your other doggies continue to heal yeah my
1: other doggie is he didn't mope around too but they work faster through it i think than humans do but they both were there for me and i'm grateful for them to have and grateful
0: to have them in my life it is nice to have our pets in our lives and I also want to talk about our pets in the afterlife. Do you think that you'll be able to see your pets in heaven one day?
1: I do. I know that he will, they'll, I'll be able to see them again in heaven. It's just something you don't want to think about either. One of my pets that I did have to put down, one of my first pets I had to put down, Tabby, She actually came back to me once. Oh,
0: he had a visit.
1: Yes. I got a visit from her. I would say a few weeks after I put her down, I was feeling a little guilty of putting her down because she did have cancer and I knew she was struggling, but she was always pushing forward, but I, I knew it was her time. Anyways, let me go on. Uh, The vision I had, I was getting ready for bed. This was one night and I was laying down to go to bed. I just put Tito on my bed where he would sleep at the head near the head of my bed. And Tabby would normally sleep near my feet or like in between my legs, like when you tuck your legs. And all of a sudden I feel like some movement against my legs and I was like what is that and I'm like I looked to see if there was anything like air turning on if I had the right. fan going because that could have made the blankets kind of move and make it feel like that and I was like no that's not on so all of a sudden I did feel hers you know how they do the circle
0: oh, right to get comfortable
1: yeah I felt that and then I felt like a like almost like a plop kind of thing, and then her against my legs. So I think she was just trying to tell me that she was okay, and that she's with me all the time. So I do believe that pets do go to heaven, and we will be able to see them again.
0: Oh, that's really neat. I've heard of things happening like that. I've talked to friends who've had dreams and seen their their pets that passed on. I haven't had that, but I definitely do believe in it. That's really neat. Yeah. And I did listen to a podcast
1: as well recently from Bob Olson, Afterlife TV. Oh, that's my favorite. I like him. He's great. <laughs> yeah. They did a little segment on the afterlife of pets and it brought up some good points on all that. Cool. And listeners, if you want to hear more about that, about the afterlife with pets and all that, I would suggest listening to that because it lets your mind feel at ease
0: when you know you will definitely see them after. That is cool. I definitely believe we will see our pets again. You know, I worked on an animal planet show in the 1990s called the pet psychic show. It was with Sonia Fitzpatrick. And we had a passing on segment. So first of all, the question everybody always has about shows like that. I was a producer who booked the guests on the show. And I would meet the guests, bring them on the show, get them seated, prep them. I never spoke with Sonia. I didn't give her notes about who I would booked, who I brought in. I didn't give her any tips or secrets. Right. (laughs) That would actually be a lot harder and a lot more work than what I had to do. (laughs) So I know the skeptics out there that think that's what's happening. She was meditating prior to us taping. We would prep and we would have to get quiet on the set before she walked out. So, I mean... This was behind the scenes, real deal. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So this was the second season. It was in Orlando, Florida. The first season was shot in Virginia and I was not there. And for the, the first day that we were recording the passing on segment for people who had had a pet that passed on that wanted to connect and hear from them, she comes out onto set. We're all quiet. It's dark. She walks out to the set with the guests. And she turns around and walks off and she comes over to the executive producer who I happened to be standing next to. And she said, um, I have people here that I need to clear before I could talk to the pets. So deceased relatives, people were hanging out on the set. (laughs) And that apparently did not happen to her the first season. And she didn't even know what to do, except she told the executive producer, I need to get them out so that I could connect with the pets.
1: Very interesting.
0: It was. So our executive producer said, Okay. And we waited. We weren't even allowed to record this. That wasn't part of the show format. I, frankly, looking back on it, think that was their biggest mistake.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, you should have recorded that to get to maybe get another... Oh, my and gosh. it was
0: it was the best. It was the best thing ever. So she'd go out and she now was telling these people this first group didn't expect it because we didn't know it was gonna happen that, hey, I have grandma here, and she wants you to know this. And so <laughs> right. These people were bawling by the time we started the pet segment, and there was no reason for the viewer, the TV viewer to know why. Right. <laughs> so now when she's saying, Oh, Muffy loved when you played with the blue ball and loved when you got her French fries, they didn't care at this point. They just heard right. from grandma. <laughs> right. They still loved hearing about their pet, but, but they were the greatest no. part was <laughs> right. Grandma showed up. Right. So it was, it was interesting. So it definitely shifted the next time we recorded, we had a box of tissue and I'd walk my guests out onto the set and I'd sit them down and I'd have to warn them and say, here's the tissue, Tuck it behind you. She might pick up on deceased relatives and she will have to talk um, to you about them and clear the room before she can reach your pets. And so people would just go, oh, okay. And that was it. she'd come in. She would do that. We wouldn't record until she said it was clear and she was ready. And frankly, the pet segments on TV were not the best (laughs) because we, you missed all the good stuff. But what I thought was great was, you know, as a crew, we got used to this. It just became, okay, she's going to pick up on people first, got to clear the room. Okay. One, one day, someone that worked on our show, but he was always running errands and he was never on stage his wife came on to talk about a puppy they had that died when it was getting fixed. And so he was standing next to me and the whole thing is starting and I wasn't really paying attention, but he goes, Misty, what is she doing? And I said, Oh, she picks up on people first. He goes, Oh, she's talking about my wife's brother. He committed suicide. My wife found him. And I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I would have warned you. I had no I thought you knew and he goes no I had no idea so she was communicating a message from this woman's brother who had killed himself and she was the one that found him you know how I mean these poor people you know (laughs) they weren't expecting that at all no not at all and even this crew member I worked with I was like I'm so sorry I thought you knew we had just gotten used to it but I definitely, <laughs> I definitely believe they are there, they are somewhere, you know, and it, it makes me feel good, even though it doesn't really go along with my Christian upbringing. I, I don't mind. I don't know if you have any background on that, too, because it's not talked a lot about in Christianity.
1: Right. I just when I was dealing with Tabby and when they told me she was sick, I knew soon I would have to probably put her down. And I was talking to my friend who was very religious and she said, you know, that you won't be able to see them again once they're gone. They're gone. And I was like, what? That doesn't make sense to me at all. Right. Dogs, animal cats, any kind of pet, they're there to teach you how to love. And you would think that love would continue on going on with you. Absolutely. I think to assume that God will not do the same for various forms of life is very limited thinking for me. I agree with you. Also, because of that, I think God is all about love, and He wouldn't let that love just disappear on you at all. I think life goes on for all forms of life. Even the little creatures that we do not like, Uh, (laughs) they still move on as well because they're a life form.
0: It's really nice to hear your story. And I hope that we can help some people who are struggling with whether it's time to put their pet down or if they've lost their pet, that they shouldn't feel guilty, old age, illness, accidents happen and we just need to be grateful for the time that we do have with them. They are wonderful blessings in our lives.
1: Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's one year that you have them or 15
0: years, they're a part of you. That's right. And so we want to help everyone heal and we would love to hear from you. You can email us at trisha.misty.tm at gmail.com. Please like, subscribe, follow, and share. life is a journey full
1: of ups and downs you are not alone and your loved ones will always be with you thank you for listening to surviving death and dying until next time it's never goodbye it's see you next time because we believe life and love never dies